Hi, I'm Brand, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I, I'm Aaron Cahill, and I gotta say, I love them. Hi, guys. Hi, and, and this, this is the Deck the Hallmark <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Deck the Hallmark, it's his podcast. <laughs> Brandon and friends host his podcast. <laughs> We hope you like this jolly podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. What a day. This is very exciting. It is. Very exciting. We have the star of Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3 with us today, which is unbelievable that we were able able to snag. Can you believe this? This has been a day on our calendar. For a long time. We had it circled. We had it circled. Dan, I can't believe you pulled that one out. <laughs> I gotta say, I expected at least one or two other things before that. But I, I love that you pulled that you led with that one. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was nervous. I couldn't sleep last time. I'm like, Beverly Hills Chihuahua two and three. And three. And three. Man, this is actually exciting. This it is really is exciting. because we've talked to Aaron and we've known Aaron for a long time. She's so sweet, so wonderful in these movies. And, and and you know what? We finally made it work to bring her here and get to interview her. Aaron, how you doing? I'm great, darling. By the way, guys, Dan's right. We tried. I mean, this is like, I feel like it's been like it's it hasn't been this long, but I feel like it's been like 18 months of us trying. Yeah. Let's say years Brand, in the are making. Te- are you texting me, Brian? What's going on there? No, I'm not texting you. I was pulling up all of your information because I like to be prepared yeah. with notes. We do a lot of show prep. A lot of show prep. A lot of As show evidenced prep. by that Beverly Hills Chihuahua comment. <laughs> that doesn't just come naturally. I seriously was impressed. I was like, where that one excellent that's serious um and i want to we always like to start at the beginning and uh find out a little bit about what you were like as a child um i imagine your way to put that (laughs) (laughs) were you a precocious child Aaron? oh my god i literally was gonna say the word precocious (laughs) well were you you know what though i got i kind of was but i kind of wasn't i I grew out of it but i was kind of a my my dad wanted a boy so I was raised like, you know, shooting guns, climbing trees, shooting bow and arrow, um, uh, bugs in my pockets. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then, and then my mom started putting me in pageants. So then I discovered dresses and I have never gone back. I love a dress. Um, when the dress had I, a pocket, did you put the bugs in those oh. pockets? <laughs> I mean, maybe I have bugs in my pocket right now. You maybe never you know. Do. You never know. We don't know. There's no way for us um, to tell at this point. Yeah, you know what? Let's leave it up to the imagination. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, now, what town? Yeah. Where were you growing up? You were growing up where? I grew up in Stafford, Virginia. I was made in New York. My my parents met in New York. They're New Yorkers. Uh, my dad's Connecticut, New York, and um, so I was made in New York. I grew up in Virginia, but we would go to New York so often that I kind of claim both. Even okay. though I really grew up in the woods in Virginia, but my <laughs> uh, my 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 I uh, my corporation and um i have a tattoo on my foot is made in new york i have it in my parents handwriting oh that's fantastic i do like it, that. i love that i wish i had gotten this tattoo a decade earlier you guys i knew i wanted it and i waited and now and every time i look at it i'm like oh i wish i had that earlier i love Except it beverly hills chihuahua money you just you can't <laughs> hide that money you know <laughs> <laughs> when uh when did you, as a kid, or maybe it was later in life, but when did you uh, decide to give acting a shot? Was it something that interested you? Is it something your parents were involved with? What was kind of the deal? Um, yeah, but both my, so my dad was a set designer and my okay. mom was an actress. Um, 
who became a, a theater director and she taught at the local high school. She taught theater and uh, that's actually how they met. My dad had designed the set and my mom had come to see, gone to see a play. But um, so my mom was teaching at high school and she did, gosh, it was either, cause I did them both in the same year. It was either Cheaper by the Dozen or Carousel. She needed a kid for them. And so she was like, she was like, Aaron, you're doing these. I was four. And uh, I did whichever one it was first. Let's say it was Cheaper by the Dozen. By the time Carousel came around, I was like, this is what I want to do with my whole life. Yes. I knew my like eight lines by the first rehearsal, whatever it is you give a four-year-old, you know, and I couldn't understand why everybody else didn't know their lines and they weren't so excited <laughs> to be there. Like, wait, you guys, wait, I have to find it. Let me pull, let me see if I can pull this up and I'll hold it right up to the camera. They're I, just unprofessional. I what? They're just unprofessional not having sure, their lives known when they're lines. <laughs> I mean, my mom was like, oh, okay, so we're going to, no. That's not how it works. <laughs> um, I have to show you this picture. When I was eight, I like demanded headshots. Or maybe I was six. <laughs> you guys, wait. I have to, I'll turn my brightness up. I literally, be I begged my mom. I was like, how am I going to be a real actress if I don't have a headshot? So she she got a director's chair and she found someone in town who would do this. Wait. I Man. love it. Oh my God. That's I in love front it. of our house. Can you even like, that's and it's funny because I wasn't like totally precocious. I was very like please and thank you and and I'm sorry and yes, but I just knew what I what I wanted. But when to you were do. eight, you were like, listen, headshots are the next step in this process. So let's get it, let's get to it. Like in Stafford, Virginia, where there was no, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know where, I don't even know how I even heard of it. Wow. Like so, yeah, when was the like? Did you go to like theater school or did you move to New York and start taking auditions and getting an agent? Like, I mean, you've been. I, I looked at this filmography, Aaron, and it's, it is so impressive. Uh, you know, oh. I, it really is over 20 years of work. I mean, you're a pro's pro. How did this, like, oh. how, you know, what, what was that transition? Dan, thank you. You, that just made my day. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've been doing it a long time. Uh, yeah, we were, my, my parents were very much like, you know, finished high school. Cause like I said, at eight, it was like headshots. So like, you know, yeah. by 10, I was guys, we got to move to New York. Guys, we got to move to New York. Like, I got to I gotta go somewhere bigger. Um, but I finished. Um, so I went to college. I went for one year to Marymount Manhattan because I could double major in theater and musical theater because I started dance class when I was eight. Um, and I could dance well enough to distract them from my singing. <laughs> so I got into, I was like, like, like I could like Ethel Merman, you're like, ah! um, <laughs> so I got, I got into Marymount Manhattan and um, and I was gonna finish school. I was on scholarships and dean's list and all that. I I love class. I'm like a consummate student. Um, but my mom and sister were moving to LA, and um, I went out for a month with them over the summer. And I took an acting class. And at the end of the acting class, this um, casting director, Ricky Maisler, and I still actually I'm gonna text her today. I'm write myself a note. I still. Uh, I still keep in touch with her because I talk about her in interviews and stuff because she changed my life, you guys. She she pulled, she came and watched this like, kind of like showcase, but just kind of an acting class. And she pulled me aside after and she was like, what's your story? And I was like, oh, I'm going to college in New York and, you know, studying theater, musical theater. And she goes, okay, sweetie, let me, let me ask you a question. Do you want to go back and finish college and become older and less marketable? Or do you want to start your career and learn your craft at the same time? Wow. Boy. Yeah. Wow. I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like I felt like slapped in the face with reality. And I was like, nobody has ever talked to me like that. 
you just changed my life. Thank you. So I, I, I told my roommates in New York to keep the deposit. I told school, I was like, I'm, I'm going to take a year. And if I don't get something in a year, I'll be back. Um, and a year and a month, a year and like a month or two later, I was on the set of Power Rangers. Which mm. amazing. That's not nothing. Pink That's, Ranger. I mean, the Pink Ranger. <laughs> I've been doing a good bit of Power Ranger research over yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have because of what's got the, the thing that's going on Netflix. And so I've just been intrigued by the whole cycle of Power Rangers and how it kind of keeps yeah. going with different teams and whatnot. I don't know. Um, but can you explain to me the filming process of Power Rangers? Because you film all the dialogue stuff and then you're also in the suits but are you doing the, you're not doing the fighting are you? the action sequences come from overseas right okay so when i when i did it we were um uh so we were the first season we there were only like two maybe three seasons that were union um right because because yeah and i just got lucky you guys it was like a whole perfect storm um so we, they did use a lot of Japanese footage, yeah. which Haim Saban guys, whatever you feel about him personally, man, oh man, was this guy a genius with money. It, this is brilliant. It's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant idea. Yeah. Dude, you guys, he, so we would film, we would film all, obviously the stuff that, you know, I always say it was like, um, was like Clark Kent and Superman. Uh, yeah. Anytime it was, I was Superman. It was one of two Japanese stunt men Tomo or Kazu and you could tell and Tomo was my height and kind of my build but Kazu and I like I love this man so much uh he was like a full head shorter than me you could totally you could totally tell if you watch closely like some of the footage I'd be like I'd like morph and I'm just (laughs) (laughs) it's morphing time where'd you go like so it's hysterical um but they uh and I actually have a picture of me holding Kazu up, like literally like a baby. I have a picture of me on set being like, um, <laughs> random. Um, but yeah, but they found out I could dance. We, we had to go to stunt training, even though they, they didn't want us initially to do a lot of stunts, especially me. This is like a total side tangent, but there used to be this thing. And I hope it's over for all the pink Rangers out there called the curse of the pink Ranger. (laughs) Apparently multiple pink Rangers before me, I was number 10. So like at least two or three had severely injured themselves on set. Oh my gosh. Like not severely, but like to the point where they had to like, I mean, it was, you know, like broken ankle or broken leg or broken arm. But that was pre pre union, right? Like they didn't have any rules like early on. Yeah. The wild west out there for the, no, dude, he literally did whatever he was. It was, Oh, Oh yeah. Like I'm talking like 18 hour, 20 hour. I mean, like crazy. So by the time I got there, yeah, not only was the union like, well, that's not going to fly, but they were all so scared of breaking me. (laughs) They were like, that they were like, so Aaron, in this scene, you gently commit. No, I'm not, I'm kidding. But, you know, they were like, but by the end, I kept working on them. I kept being like, guys, like I dance, like this will be easy for me. So when we went to like the training, they were like, okay, here's how you do a roundhouse. And I just did a fan kick and they were like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, I'll just turn in my fan kick and I can do that. So by the end, I got to do a bunch of the stunts. You can see there's like a bunch of footage of me actually doing like fighting and they let me do stuff on wires and, and I didn't break. You didn't break. Fantastic. There are 10, you were the 10th pink ranger. Yeah. And it's wow. crazy because our, because, you know, it was like the number one show in, in the world. And then, and then it dropped off. 
but then um but then our season brought it back up to the number one kids show and then yeah. it kind of dropped off and then wow. it's come back but it's crazy i think it's because we were union and we got all these amazing storylines and so and i was the first female leader ever in the history of the franchise and so i think it was like we we hit lightning in a bottle you guys i had no idea what i was in for like still to this day and all the fandom if you look it up we're voted like constantly voted like top two or three seasons if not the top wow. like it's crazy the fandom i'm Damn. 20 years later that's so like crazy my, yeah so any of my I, my ranger fans listening right now i love you guys i'm so grateful and that that opened up other opportunities for you like did that get you in the door for auditions more or like get you more parts uh i, I would imagine you walk in and say i'm i'm the, the pink the, ranger mother <laughs> the pink ranger. everybody watch out <laughs> I know. Uh, also, guys, if anything goes down, I got us. I can protect us. No, I'm kidding. That was my line for years. Uh, uh, no, you know, it's funny. It it did and it didn't because it there was sort of a stigma attached to it because it was non-union before yeah. my season. Mm, yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, that kid's show. And like, even though it's literally was, it, it, it is a piece of, you know, iconic world history at this point. Like it, it it had this stigma attached and like, and now it's gone since they made the, made the motion pictures and it's been on Netflix and all this stuff. And now it's just cool. Um, but it was wild. It was really interesting. I used to have to really uh, fight to prove to people I could act. Yeah. And <laughs> what's that, wild. Yeah. I, I guess that is a, a double-edged sword. And a lot of your early credits are also a lot of voice work. I mean, I, I would assume that you, maybe they even tried to pigeonhole you as someone that would do voice work because of what you were doing on Power Rangers. It's funny that, that, that was just total accidental. And yeah, that I think that I was so afraid of them of being pigeonholed that I really sought out like drama. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it. Like I cried and died for like, <laughs> if, that's like how I made my career for like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally my family. My family, when I did my first rom-com, like, thank you, Hallmark. I freaking love you, Hallmark. And then did my first rom-com. My family was like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I can't see you die again. I want, can you take me through if I were to get hired as to someone who is going to cry and then die? Like, what's the, like, how, what, how should I do this? What, how do you approach this? cry and then and then die how do you do oh it oh my god i love that question um yeah i got that from a friend of mine they were like they were like girl you crying to die or maybe from <laughs> my family and everything and i've just been stuck uh it's so funny i you, i never know what's gonna trigger or what's gonna work like usually it's just my imagination in the character it's, it's if it's if it's good material it's pretty easy to 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 feel it um i do have a random story about crying though do you guys want to please, this is super please random. absolutely so i was doing Cause I, cause I'm, cause you know, I've, I'm a I touch wood. I've just been doing it a long time. So like, I'm pretty good at, uh, you know, please long let that continue. I don't want to jinx anything, but you know, uh, so I was doing this, uh, I was doing, I'll just say it. Cause who cares? I was doing the mentalist and I played this, uh, anyway, I was walking through a field, going to a funeral and there were all these extras, like at least 50 extras. And the director was all the way across this field with a, with a bullhorn. And he was British. And I just, I always love telling the story because I'm always like, what? When people are like, what's the weirdest direction you've ever gotten? I'm like, this would probably be it. So I'm like sobbing, you guys. And 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 he's like, okay, cut, cut, cut. Everybody go back. Okay, British accent, which I can't really do. He's like, Aaron, cry harder. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, 
um, what? <laughs> and he's like, cry harder. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I we do it again. And you guys, when I say like, I'm doing this with my tears, like it's not like everything, everybody, like they call cut and everybody's like, oh my God, like, wow. We're all, we're all just like, it's a thing. And he's like, Aaron, cry harder. What? No idea what it meant. So I, so everybody around me is like, so, <laughs> so we do it. He's like, all right, moving on. You guys, the episode airs. <laughs> that one scene, like the rest of it's great and it's whatever. Uh, but that one scene, you guys, they used someone else's voice and they, they, what he <laughs> meant was, what he meant was add sound because it's, oh. so, but they had, so they hired an actress to go into with an ADR booth and go and go. <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is add I'm some sound wrong. to it. Man. Right? And that's all he had to say was, I can't, I want to hear if you're crying. I can't hear, you know. And here you and so are my mom going into some really deep emotional place to yeah. try to get this take. And all you like, need to do is add cry noises. <laughs> that's it. Like literally, he just had to say it. And I would have been like, oh. Cause she, cause she was like an internal character. So like, she wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I saw her as more just like trying to hold it in, but sobbing. Anyway, it was, it was hysterical. And then my mom calls me after and she goes, Oh honey, that was such a great episode. Oh my gosh. And she goes, so the, there is one scene that wasn't your voice, was it? And I was like, yep. no, I can no. tell too. Yeah. I know. I know your cry anywhere. And that was not your cry. <laughs> do that. Yeah. yeah. Do you, what's the, what's the go-to for learn Like, is it just thinking about like my dog is dead? Like, Does it ruin your whole day if you have to cry yeah. for an extended amount of time? Uh, it's you know it's it's interesting. It's it's really project to project. Like it's really, it's really in this last one. I in in the one coming up next weekend. I I had I cried a number of times in it, and actually to the point where I was like, guys, I've I've been crying a lot. Like I don't think you need to cry in this scene, even though it was written. Um, uh, but but there was one day where it's like kind of comedic. And so I was like, you know what? Can we get it quick? Because I'm not sure how many of these I have in me. But conversely, I did this Lifetime thriller years ago, probably like eight years ago now. And uh, I had to, I was, as you do in a Lifetime thriller, my uh, male nanny uh, was holding us, me and my baby hostage. Yeah, yeah. And, classic. And I was like, I was sobbing, but it was, a, it was a whole day of me being freaked out and sobbing. But I had just kind of done it so much. It was be right before Hallmark that I was so used to it that I just cried the whole day. And I remember I was like, oh my God, I probably look like an insane person because I would literally cry, but I would have a conversation with somebody in between takes, <laughs> at, like just like this, but crying. <laughs> I was like, I know. That's I impressive. That's a skill. That's a skill right there, Aaron. I mean, good I, gracious. Well, I mean, who knows? That was like, that was because I was doing it, you know, all the time. Yeah. Like, who knows if that we could do that now, but I, thank you. That was, thank you. Well, I, I, my next question is, you know, I looked at your filmography and basically all the shows that I'd really watched on broadcast television from late teens through my twenties and into my thirties, even like you have a stint on all of the, like every show, like two CSIs, a law and order, Chuck, how I met your mother NCIS without a trace, like Grey's anatomy, supernatural. Like I'd love to talk to you about all of them. I clearly don't have time to do that. Is there, since you were on all of those for an episode or two, do you have one of those that stands out as more memorable or like a, 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 a character that was more memorable for you or just an experience 
on all of those shows were long running procedural ish. Aside from you were Ted's sister on on How I Met Your Mother, I'm pretty sure that a little yeah. bit different. But of those rest of those all procedurals, is there one that stands out as as particularly memorable? And if you could cry during this answer, that, that would be, be fantastic. Really clutch yeah. for us. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Brand, I totally set myself up for that, didn't I? That was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, first of all, thank you. Gosh, guys, you did your homework. Thanks. <laughs> um, you know, God, there's like a flood of stories just came to my mind, but probably the the first one is um, on How I Met Your Mother, and, and maybe it's because you mentioned it, but um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. So I had just worked with his husband, future husband, uh, now, but at that yeah. time, boyfriend, David, on a show and I got to set and he was just like could not have been more amazing he was like David says hi and he like and he was just so fun and I remember there was this one day but you know he's he's Neil Patrick Harris he's been in front of a camera since he was like in embryo yeah. and so he's just like so you guys literally he's like um they're like, okay, rolling sound, which means we're like one second away from going. And he had been um, singing Broadway tunes and he was like singing them right in my face. And they were like rolling sound. And then they were like action. And he, I've never seen him like in my life. It was like a switch was flipped and he was right in the scene. And I was like, like, it took me, a, it took me a second. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, and then I literally, I was like, I was like, Neil, I'm having so much fun with you. And please, let's not stop having fun. But also can, can I just have like a beat? Like when they say rolling sound, <laughs> Could I, could I just, you know, could I get a I've second, never, just a second yeah. to be an actor? <laughs> like, I've never, he is, I mean, it's like, it's the most incredible. He is magnificent, but I just remember he was so fun. I love talking about that. Cause I'm like, he's just a fun, wonderful human. Seems like it. It's a real Doogie Howser out there. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. Really Thanks. good stuff Thanks. there. Um, so you, you, you have done so much, you do a lot of crying and dying and then Hallmark comes along at some point. Can you tell us about how that relationship got started? Yeah. You know, this is something I haven't talked about very much, but I always want to, I need to go back and find this casting director, um, and thank them. So I actually, it's super random. I was at a memorial for a friend and, um, and I had this audition for a, like a, not a drama, but more like an action drama, kind of like an indie movie. And I was like, guys, I called my reps. I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it. And and they were like, okay, no problem. But you know, and my my friend was there, and she's an actress, and she was like, well, she would not. Our friend, our mutual friend, would not have wanted you to miss an opportunity. And she was like, also, let me see where it is. It and in LA, you know, it's like it, it, things can be an hour and a half away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, it was like seven minutes away. It was so close. It was laughable so she was like you know just go just go so I called my reps I was like okay I'm gonna go and they were like okay they're gonna wait for you they called them and they were like they're gonna wait so I go in and they had waited for me and it was like a like I said like a drama indie kind of thing I did the audition um it, it felt good it felt great we all ended up just chatting after and just like and even though I had just come from this memorial and I was like guys I'm not to be Debbie Downer but I just came from memorial so like thanks for waiting for me and we were just I like we I don't know there was something about we all just got along and we ended up just like cutting up and it totally was this great fun time I didn't get that part but something like I don't even know guys how many months later two months later I get a call from my reps with an offer for um Runaway Slay it, it was an, an indie Christmas movie um, and I got to set and it was being sold to Hallmark. So okay. they knew that going in. I didn't know. I had, I don't know how, 
I, so I don't, it's like this, to me, it's still this magical nebulous. I'm like, how did they think I could do? I mean, I guess I had done sitcoms and stuff before and I was on a Fox sitcom and all this stuff, but like I hadn't, it was just the most incredible thing. And then that was, that was the start of it. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. And you've been it making was, movies for them ever since. I, I also think we could ask you about all of these movies. I have a weird question though about one of your Hallmark movies. Okay. Uh -oh. Um you did a movie that also had uh one Jacqueline Collier in it called Love Fallen Order. Yeah. Um back in 2019. A classic. A, a minted classic. Uh with so many stars. Lee Tre Peepers. Trevor Trevor Donovan, Aaron Cahill, uh Jackson yeah. Shaw. The whole gang was there. <laughs> um on IMDb, the title has been changed of that movie. Do you know what it has been changed to? Ooh. I'm going to tell you. It's been changed from Love, Fallen Order. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> to Love, Inheritance, and Lunch. And, and Why? I, I got to be honest. I laughed a bunch looking <laughs> at this title because I what, what about this movie? Why is it called Love, Inheritance, and Lunch? I mean, that is okay. First of all, guys, <laughs> hey, thank you for telling me. Who do I who do I call? This is this this can't be this can't be. This is the worst. Oh, I mean, who's gonna, I mean, who's gonna to see that, that title and be like? I mean, I don't know about inheritance, but I could go for some lunch. Yeah, what let's the watch. Lunch yeah. Part is, the lunch <laughs> part's confusing. Yeah, it is. Like, is is lunch exclusive to this movie? They don't eat lunch <laughs> in any other movie. <laughs> Or, I mean, it sounds like they just put a bunch of words in a hat and went, okay, love, inheritance, and crocodile. No, hang on, hang on. Lunch. Okay, fine. Lunch, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Thank you for telling me. Crocodiles could be the sequel is what we could do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened. And I thought maybe you had an inside track. That was the working title. And we it got back on there. That's wild. That's a that's a wild one for me. Love inheritance and lunch. No, love it that. came to me, Love Fallen Order. It okay. aired as Love Fallen Order. Yeah. And so like I'm curious. Wait, I'm not even kidding right now. Clearly, I have my little note packet make notes on. I love it. I'm gonna look that up on IMDB because this is too funny. It's fantastic. And lunch. And lunch. Can yeah. I um really quickly before we Go to the the new one. Can I talk about Christmas bedtime stories real quick and just throw out a working theory that we have? Oh boy! About this movie. I don't know and how this is going to go. Well, I just want to know if you have given this any thought. I'm scared. Yeah. Is your husband still dead? And now here's the theory. <laughs> oh my God! I love you both. Throw your hands up. Like, well, listen, well, listen, listen remember. Part of our issue at the end of this film is that the soldier shows up and nobody blinks an eye but you and your daughter. It's like, just and like nobody big, else no is like, deal. it's not like a big troop homecoming like a lot of these movies so are. So what if you are still in the process, in the of, process grieving. of grieving and in that you're doing things like. Like you're hiding the thing under, under the, couch, the couch. You're doing all these things like in your head. It's like a sixth sense situation. Do you know what I mean? And that's how you're processing your husband's death. <laughs> Okay, first of all, guys, this is very, this is um very highbrow, and I think we should pitch this movie to Hallmark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they would immediately turn us down. It's gonna be a hard yeah. pass. We could, we could pitch it. We could pitch it. It's, it's Christmas bedtime stories meets the Sixth Sense. That's right. Yeah. Yes. But actually, I like that is such a fun, hilariously plausible theory. When you said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, they just, they just, can you imagine if they just cut off the end of the movie? The end of the movie is me. Um. <laughs> me waking up 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or you close the book <laughs> to the story. You close a storybook and it's just you and your daughter there. And everybody's like, what? Oh. You know, like something like, we're just doing things over here. We're just pitching things. Just, you know. I um, mean, guys, yeah. we totally could have done an alternate ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I'll think the, the party should have stopped. It should have just become a troop homecoming at that point. Yeah. Like that's a big deal. I Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. is. The fact that there's, that was our thing was like, normally homework goes too far in the troop homecoming direction. Like, like very like over the top. Like it's like this big, like grand, but in this one, it was like, does anybody know this guy just showed up and we thought he was dead? Like, or is he you know, it was just so intimate. It was because it was just so intimate that we were like, could is he a ghost? ghost? Like, is he there? Or to, can no one else see him? Is that the <laughs> thing that's happening here? Uh, you I, know, I have never heard anybody come up with this theory, and I think it's actually genius. And I can't <laughs> wait. I talk to our director sometimes, Elise Late Rogers. She's amazing. I'm totally going to tell her this theory because I think it's hysterical. We're and here to help. Well, yes. we do it on a regular basis. That's right. <laughs> and before we get to hearts in the game, I do also. I just want to know. Uh, every time a bell rings, which is a ah. like a like some reason it went straight to the Hallmark like app first, and then, but and like then is a really up. sweet movie with a lot of really fun things in it. I love an ensemble, uh, ensemble cast, scavenger hunts. There's an adoption storyline in there, I believe, is what like so so much that was really to applaud in that movie, and it kind of got buried, and I hate that because I like for my money is it, it like really really. Like my maybe I think my favorite Aaron Cahill movie. Uh and you also produced that one mm -hmm. as well. Okay. Dan, for someone who says you hate Hallmark movies, <laughs> you're being awfully sweet today. I, for, I'm for doing my what best. What'd you put in his cup? What is he drinking over there? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Just seltzer water, I promise. But I, like, I do love the people we get to talk to and I want to like, oh. you know, hopefully spotlight really good work. And this is really good work. And I see you have a producer credit for that one. Like, Thank was that, you. How, but how was that? Like, would, how much of a impact did you have on that? And then also how was it getting to be a producer on a Hallmark movie? Um, like, is that something you want to pursue and do more of? Thank you so much. Okay. First of all, from the bottom of my heart, it's like, you just literally complimented my firstborn child. And I, I, it, it, that that project was so an idea was brought to me by a producer in Vancouver um and then I I pitched that and then and then they were like yeah let's put it in development and then it completely changed so I talked to her I was like it's totally different do you want to be involved and she was like no go so we I got to create the story from the ground up with our executives um Angie Polk Emily Merlin all these amazing execs over at Hallmark um because I because I want to I'll, I'll, I'm so, um, oh my gosh, I'm not trying to use buzzwords or be like that person, but I, what I love about the new direction Hallmark is going is because I'm, I wanted my friends to be represented. Mm. So that's why the sisters were adopted because like legit guys, when I pitched this, I was like, I want one of the sisters to be Brittany Ishibashi. I was like, we probably can't get her. She's on a Marvel show, but I don't see my friends represented and I want one of them to be gay. I want, I want my friends to look at this network that I, cause that was only my, I, this, this movie coming out is my ninth Hallmark, which is a lot. I'm yeah. nine movies with one network is a ton, but it's also like, if you look at the Lacey's and the Nikki's, oh, yeah, I'm still sure. really, yeah, yeah, I'm still really, really new. So that was like my fifth one, but I was like, I really want to tell. And I want the sister's love story to be the A storyline. Like I was really passionate yeah. about it. So completely helped craft the story. Um, found the the writer was my friend, Audrey Shulman. We had another writer who did a great job, but Audrey really helped us 
get it over over the um you know over the finish line um but i was just you guys when i say it's my baby i got to cast britney i got to cast um because of britney we got to cast ryan sands um i got lindy greenwood you guys yeah she was national I mean, treasure Lindy greenwood how, yeah. national treasure how did we get her yeah. like she, it's just with all our friends wes brown so i've known wes for we did a sci-fi movie oh like ooh, yeah we got to review that one like 16 oh girl <laughs> is it hot are you guys hot? <laughs> um, we've had wes on the show we wes love is wes. wonderful we love wes he's great isn't he yeah. uh, you guys he is magic in a bottle but like we got to we got to and then we got i get to pick him like mary and makeup people and the wardrobe people and my producing partner daniel lewis uh, he may he i hope he listens to this because i bow down to him but we have also been friends he produced that sci-fi movie and he had been making inroads with hallmark but he'd been done a lot of lifetime hadn't gotten to do hallmark yet and he had already he was already almost there but i kind of got to be the thing that helped open that door for him you guys it's like my dream i want to work I want to tell good stories with the people I love and I want everybody to flourish. And so since our movie, Lindy has done um, three, two or three hallmarks. Um, my producing partner, Daniel has, has done what three after me and all completely outside of me. I know one of the other casts, I'm not, not, not allowed to say it, but he's sold a project to Hallmark because of our movie. Like I, that's my dream. Well, I'm like, I'm, I glow about that movie. So the fact that you brought that one up in particular, like you just, I, I'm going to hug your face so well, freaking hard next time I see you. <laughs> Looking Thank forward you. to it. And I got to be honest, if this is how you go about producing movies, then you need to produce more of them mm -hmm. because that kind of open wide nets where everyone gets represented on screen is when homework is at its best. And so thank you. We really appreciate that. Thank you from my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was really, I just, I just kept saying, guys, I just want my friends to be represented. I just want to tell a story I'm proud of that my friends can Fantastic. feel in. So thank you. I love it. Thank you. You want to talk hearts in the game? Yeah, yeah, I do. Hearts in the game coming out next Saturday on the Hallmark Channel. Uh, tell us a little bit about it and what we can expect. Um. Okay. But uh, first of all, this one I did not have any hand in shaping the story. Um, <laughs> Got this, it. this came to me. Um, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Got it. Noted. Um, so Noted. It's more. It's more of a traditional Hallmark in in the structure. But what I do love, you guys, that that is the reason I said yes to it, because I'm because I love Hallmark. I love what they do. I love their traditional structure. It's, you know, but for me, like I said, I'm really, really excited about deeper subject matter and um, inclusivity. And so that's this movie has both you guys like it's very um, they're inclusive, like my uh, my um, my assistant in the movie played by this amazing uh, actor called Donya. They um they're they're non-binary and they wanted an authentic non-binary person and that's and I happen to know Daniel's partner. Oh, get this because the one of the only people we didn't cast in every time a bell rings is Ali Liebert, but Ali and she played my sister and now Ali is like fully like my sister in real life. You guys like Ali is that great. We've not had her on the show yet, but she she, she has can a put in a good word that'd be real a, great. Yeah, as a director, she's fantastic. And then she's I, made several movies that have been excellent. Oh, she's. And you guys, she's like exactly how you want her to be. She's like the best human. I am actually going to call her. I call her Leaves. Uh, sweet baby Leaves. 
is what our friends call her. So sweet I'll, I'll text Sweet Baby Leads to do to do your show if she's if uh, 100% will. We I literally it. just wrote it on my my handy dandy list. You got, a lot, you got a lot to do. This is a, all right. First of all, this is all right. Marco Grazzini, who is in a movie called Right in Front of Me about uh, about cooking that we actually mm -hmm. liked here on the show. Uh, but this is a baseball movie, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I'm a huge baseball fan, Aaron. Like, you know, I, I gave Nikki Deloach a hard time. She did a baseball movie with Andrew Walker. Andrew Walker came to Greenville for a thing we did. I gave him yes. a hard time about baseball because I love baseball. Hallmark and baseball don't have the best track record. How are we doing on that front? <laughs> Well, you know what, guys, I, I have, I, I, I want to come. I mean, if you'll have me, I would love to come back on because I want to hear what you think about um, yes. uh, hearts in the game, but also I have something, I have something coming out that I can't talk about that hasn't been announced yet, but it comes I, out. I mean, it, I feel like I know Aaron, we, this we, is a tease we, right here. We kicked the publicist off this call. You can tell you, say whatever you <laughs> want. <laughs> That's the whole thing right now. Right. Guys, I, I can't, but no, I don't want to get you. The Power exciting. Rangers are back. Aaron's the Pink <laughs> Ranger. The Beverly Hills Chihuahua is as much of a diva as you thought. Or though, the Beverly Hills Chihuahua is back for Dude, a four. Guys, those dogs were the biggest divas on set. I am not even kidding. And like such show dogs, it was insane. The minute the, like the camera was on, they were like, hey, hey, like cute, maggy tailed. The minute they called cut, I swear, the, the white one that played Chloe, I swear she was like a human diva. She would just like turn her head and be done. The, the, I was the, like, that, those checks have to feel really nice though. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not bad. Like those, those checks hit different. Like those we checks they hit really nice. The Beverly Hills Chihuahua checks. Like those, what? that's, that's great money, right? It's, it's there, there. It's very funny. It's just internationally, it does do well and kids yeah. still love it. Yeah. So it's, I'm really grateful, but yeah. also I'm grateful yeah. because I met one of my very best friends directed me in the third one. And he, um, he, I joke, he had no choice, but to be my friend because I was already grandfathered in and he got hired to direct it. And he had no, literally no choice, but to work with me, but <laughs> I left you guys, I left the first, the worst first impression. And it's like this big joke amongst us to our day. Cause I don't, I generally don't leave bad first impressions. I don't think this is, you know, um, but I was well, really you know. sick. I mean, I hope, you know, you hope <laughs> you're amazing. I was, I was really, you're you, guys. I'm seriously though. Like I already liked you before and I already liked what you do, but the, every time a bell rings, you couldn't, I don't know. I'm like, if someone prepped you, I don't even care. No. I'm going to hug your faces so hard. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I, so, but I, I was like sick and I was a little late and I'm not usually, I'm never late to work. I'm like uh, on time. Now, personally, if we're going to lunch, we might be five minutes late. I'm so sorry, you know, but like work never, but I, I was a little sick and I showed up at this rehearsal late and like the first rehearsal. And he was like, oh, great. And I, cause I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm a little sick. He was like, oh Lord, here we go. Yeah. Okay. We have this actress. And also they had just spent so much money and time turning my dark hair super blonde oh wow <laughs> so he was yes, like, you do. it's beverly yeah Hills, so man. he was like he's like this girl and then like by day two he was like oh she really was just having a rough day like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it worked out now we're best friends do you I keep in contact that, so do you keep in contact with any of the dogs or <laughs> Chloe won't take my calls, guys. Uh, I'm telling you, she's a Such a diva. Hearts in the game, just really quick, yeah. just prep, prep my heart. Uh, is Marco actually dead in this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's still alive. Guys, no. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay, yeah. fair. 
Fair, say no more. Hearts in the game. Baseball, he's dead. He's dead. Baseball, he's dead. That's right. Aaron Cahill. What more do you need? <laughs> what more could you possibly want? From exactly. Home? Uh, guys, you'll. I hope. I hope they they really struck a balance with this one when, uh, and I think the director did an amazing job, Stacey Harding, of depth and there's real subject matter. It's it, it deals with um, uh, like mental health and. Um, it's it's really but also really comedic moments and it's very just inc inclusive and open and and but you know it's it's a really it's a rom-com it's everything you want from a traditional rom-com so um gosh I hope you guys like it plus baseball. I'm nervous because so, I know you guys will tell me the truth so yeah. I can't wait to hear but also I'm you know a little nervous <laughs> well you know we, um, we can Aaron I know that you have to go That's and right. uh we've had so much fun but we do want to be respectful of your time thank you, you so much you thank you so much again Aaron Guys, I would love to come back and thank you. Thank you for having me. We've been trying to do it forever. So we will we will do it again. And um, everybody listening, yeah, you guys know, you, you love these guys. Uh, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, this not this Saturday, next Saturday, uh, watch for Aaron and the dead guy. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and until <laughs> next time, maybe we'll be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye, Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast is produced by Aaron Shea. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi, but here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.